Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, part of Ayah 60 in Surah 40, Call upon me, I will respond to you. Some people say to leave your affairs in Allah and let your answer to your dua unfold. But where is the cutoff between Allah's omnipotence and human responsibility? While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-powerful and capable of answering all prayers, He has also given humans the capacity to shape their reality. This concept doesn't diminish Allah's power, but it highlights the relationship between the divine will and human effort. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already promised that if we call upon Him, He will answer. So then why don't we see answers? Or how long do we commit to our effort so that we can say that our dua is becoming reality through Allah's will? While I think blind faith in the greater being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has been life-saving for me, I also can't help but wonder, is there anything I can do? And the answer to that for me is yes. Of course, I get to take action, think thoughts, give more time and space to affirmations that serve me. When it comes to duas related to health, and prosperity, for myself, for the Muslim Ummah, our wealth, faith, our relationships, all of this follow the intention-action model. But I also think that this is the easy way out. Prescribing action with faith in Allah that what you ask for will come true is easy, because behaviors and actions are observable, and you or anyone else can notice that you ask for wealth and prosperity, but you don't go to interviews. You ask for security in your risk, but you can't help but judge your colleagues for their un-Islamic values. And then you act surprised when you get passed for promotion, or you're let go of not being a team player. There's a deeper layer to this dynamic of Allah's omnipotence and human responsibility. This goes beyond your actions, and this is the power of your subconscious mind. By working to optimize your mind, you are taking responsibility for your part in this partnership with Allah, aligning yourself more closely with the divine and making it easier for your prayers to be realized. The subconscious mind is an extremely powerful entity that by definition operates below the level of conscious awareness. It's responsible for body's automatic functions and deeply held beliefs. It is always working, even when you are sleeping. Functions of cell growth formation and destruction, breathing, bodily cycles. It's all a product of subconscious mind functions. So there are functions that are automatic, the subconscious nervous system is responsible for, that you can't take control of even if you wanted to, because you can't willpower your way to stopping your cells from dividing. Or you can't think your way real hard to your stomach to stop digesting food that you just ate. So the parts of the subconscious mind you can't control, you let them be. But then there are parts of the mind that respond to suggestion, that respond to ideas and hints of the conscious mind. So the first and the most important part is that we believe in the all-knowing. We believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Qadir. He has power over everything. The next part though is that we have responsibility to do our part in facilitating our desired results. And this responsibility goes way farther than taking the right actions. Because here's the thing. This facilitation of our responsibility does not mean work harder or keep taking action. Our responsibility for this facilitation 
does not belong just in our behavior. It belongs with modifying our subconscious beliefs. This modification of subconscious beliefs is not as frequently prescribed as you just asking to change your conscious thoughts or observable actions. Because the subconscious mind is more intangible, it's less studied and less understood. To me, the subconscious mind is considered a wasila, a vehicle, a means through which the prayers are actualized. Actions and spoken thoughts are also examples of such a mean. They are both also in the category of wasila. But the biggest piece of this vehicle is the subconscious mind. The mind is seen as a powerful tool that influences our reality. But considering the subconscious mind is the most important wasila, we acknowledge it to be the medium through which divine assistance and guidance will manifest in our lives. Something that Allah has already willed into existence. We just become better at recognizing it when our subconscious mind is optimized. When this vehicle is polished and fueled and ready to go. When you optimize this part of your mind, you align it with your conscious desires and intentions. And when this is done, you believe your prayers to be a reality with your body. There is no more rejection of your belief by your conscious mind. Your rational thoughts don't offer you evidences and logical explanations of why your dua can't come true. When you have fully optimized your subconscious mind, your conscious mind stops interfering with your belief. And that is the gap that every Muslim woman should work to close. That actually every Muslim should work to close. This optimization might include feeding it positive affirmations. It might include visualizations and beliefs that support your prayers. It might involve taking action when you don't have the result of success in front of you. Fake it till you make it type of thing. It might even involve a strategic belief system, a higher and higher order of thinking, until the objections of the rational mind quiet down, closing the gap of when your conscious belief meets your subconscious belief, and a lot of times that's a work of coaching. To realize your prayers, it is not just a mental exercise. It's an act of faith. It's about having full trust in Allah's power and mercy, while also understanding that human effort is the part of the divine plan. That human effort does not include just visible behaviors. It includes bridging the gap between the conscious objections and the subconscious optimization. And by doing so, you're essentially programming your mind to work towards the realization of your prayers making them more likely to be actualized. Not because the answer to your prayer didn't exist before your optimization, or you somehow are the cause of having your prayers answered, but because now you are able to receive it. Allah is capable of all things. He wants to answer your dua. With the subconscious optimization, with the plucking of the conscious beliefs, you are just better equipped to receive the answer to your dua. What if your unanswered prayers are a result of you underutilizing the subconscious mind? Because that's the kind of mind that begins to act on any idea it accepts. Often, prayers seem unanswered not because the request is impossible, but because there's a disconnect between your conscious desires and your subconscious beliefs. Subconscious mind is a fertile soil. It will grow whatever is planted in it. If it's fed doubt, fear, or negativity, it will act on that and bring you results accordingly. If it's fed with positive affirming thoughts that align with your prayers, it begins to work towards realizing those thoughts. 
And again, it happens even while you sleep. The key is to ensure that your subconscious accepts the idea that support your prayers. And this level of mind, the subconscious, isn't a nebulous, arbitrary thing. It's not a bundle of some undiscovered neurons that live out in the ether somewhere and nobody ever saw or touched it. The subconscious mind is your body. For your body to accept the suggestion of your brain, you work to believe what you're saying. That's it. The subconscious mind can't steer between positive and negative. That's the conscious mind's job. It simply acts on the dominant thoughts and beliefs that it's fed. When used negatively, fed with doubts and anxieties, it manifests these in your reality, leading to more and more fear, confusion, discomfort. But when used positively, with thoughts of hope, faith, success, it brings about more of a sense of guidance, freedom, peace. Because this is all because it's working in harmony with your conscious desires, which creates an environment conducive for your prayers to be realized. What I'm basically trying to point out with all of this is that there is often a gap between what you consciously ask for in your prayers and what your subconscious truly believes is possible. Bridging this gap is the work. That's what needs to be done for your prayers to be answered. This involves more than just thinking about what you want. You must feel it as if it's already yours. When your subconscious mind accepts that feeling as reality, it starts aligning your thoughts to make it a reality. It works over time to make this reality come true. You start to see opportunity where you didn't see before. The emotional intensity and sincerity behind your request would determine how quickly and effectively your subconscious accepts it. Make your prayer with confidence, allowing your subconscious to work towards making it a reality. And this confidence in your prayers is not about demanding or commanding a specific outcome. It's not a forced coercion. It's not a use of relentless willpower. It's just about growing in your belief towards your prayers. It's about gradual development of that belief that what you're asking for is possible. And not only is it possible, but it's already on its way to you. This confidence isn't just wishful thinking. It's a firm belief that is felt throughout your body and your being. When you pray with this level of confidence, your subconscious picks up on the certainty and acts on it more powerfully. It begins to notice and create pathways and opportunities to bring your prayer into reality. The level of confidence in your prayer is just like giving a clear, direct command to your subconscious to work tirelessly towards the goal. And when I use the word tirelessly, I don't mean tiringly, like you get tired when your conscious mind works nonstop. Remember, your subconscious mind is working even while you sleep. Once you bridge that gap between your conscious and your subconscious, that's when it has accepted the message and that's when the objections of your rational mind disappear. And this is where you've optimized your subconscious mind fully. You've essentially delegated the task of your responsibility towards making your dua come true to a more efficient part of your nervous system. You have essentially outsourced your duty. When the subconscious mind works towards a goal, not only does it do it tirelessly, it actually doesn't tire out. It rejuvenates you. It actually makes you feel rested and peaceful. The way subconscious mind presents answer to you is not forced, but it's easy and natural. In bridging the gap of this work, especially with coaching, 
There are multiple ways you can do it. One way I often see coaches advice is that people do it through positive affirmations. And while it's very important to maintain a positive outlook, forcing yourself into an unrealistically optimal state is counterproductive. And this is called toxic positivity. This is a level of positivity that you're told to maintain by suppressing your uncomfortable and difficult negative emotions. I do not believe that no matter how dire or difficult your situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. Your subconscious mind will absolutely reject this level of mental coercion, where you try to compel your subconscious mind through sheer willpower into believing something. This builds more resistance than acceptance. The subconscious mind responds better to genuine belief and emotional sincerity than to forced or superficial positivity. It's more effective to gently guide the subconscious mind with consistent and realistic affirmations that may be gradually positive and doing it right half of the time and accepting yourself for it and also accepting that you're feeling like a hot mess for the other half. Optimizing your subconscious isn't about taking actions, but it's about optimizing your channel of receiving. And this is not just woo-woo. We have more scientific knowledge about the subconscious now than we ever did before. To be ready and open to the possibilities and opportunities that align with your prayers is not just a manifestation formula. This method helps you believe in the power of Allah more. While the art of manifestation exercises take the divine completely out of the picture. Once you have optimized your subconscious mind for du'as, clearing out negative beliefs, doubts, you will enter into a nurturing state of receptivity where you are ready to receive. You're guided, you're inspired, you're resourceful, and you're ready to actualize your prayers. The answer to your prayers always comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Emotions are a powerful language that the subconscious understands intuitively since it lives in our body. These emotions act as an anchor. They solidify our thoughts and beliefs. Once you believe with your body that an outcome of your dua will come true, you have successfully implanted your subconscious mind using your emotions. That's when it will take command to bring about these conditions into your life. So you absolutely must have basic awareness of your emotions to make this work. It's not just about visualizing your prayers being answered, but also emotionally feeling the joy, the gratitude, and the peace that would come with their realization. This emotional anchoring makes the desired state more tangible and it makes it compelling to the subconscious mind, urging it to act in your favor of aspirations. One method is that you are in a relaxed state, repeatedly imagining a favorable outcome in detail. A relaxed state of mind is more receptive to suggestions and visualizations. In this state, regularly imagine the desired outcome in vivid detail. Impress upon the subconscious that this is a reality you are aiming for. Include as many details as possible. The settings the emotion you're feeling, the words you might hear, the actions you would take. This detailed imagery helps to reinforce your desired outcome, making it more of a reality, tangible and attainable to your subconscious mind. And then continue to reinforce your vision against the doubts that arise during the day. Because they will arise. The rational mind will insist on making its objections known. Don't resist this process. Doubts and fears are natural. While of course we know that they undermine the work you're doing to align your subconscious with your prayers, resisting these doubts is more harmful than letting them be present. 
When you guilt yourself for not being able to fully believe what you're asking for in your du'as, you have enhanced that doubt 100%. Because now you not only have disbelief in the outcome of your du'a, you also have guilt and shame on top of it. It does not make the bridging of your gap any easier. When doubts arise, just let them be present. Of course you have doubts. You're aiming for something that is not currently a reality in your life. Of course your conscious mind is going to throw a conniption. Let it. When you see a doubt or fear come up, just gently guide your thoughts back to your positive visualizations. Key word being gently. No need to guilt yourself for not believing something fully yet. This makes it more possible for you to have the ability to consistently redirect your focus from doubt to belief, which strengthens your mental resolve and keeps your subconscious aligned with your objectives. Your subconscious is the reservoir of wealth, multiplying and magnifying what you deposit into it. It is incredibly potent, and it can bring about astonishing results when you properly direct it. If you deposit thoughts and feelings of wealth, prosperity, success, longevity, resources, it works to multiply these and presents them to you in your life. Understanding this principle will encourage you to be mindful of what you're depositing into your subconscious. That way you can ensure that everything you deposit is in line with your aspirations and your du'as. If you're not seeing the results you desire, just reassess your thought patterns and emotional states. Optimizing your subconscious mind might just be the key to actualizing your prayers, while Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already made them real for you. Practices like dhikr, the remembrance of Allah, concentration in your five daily prayers, positive affirmations and visualizations, you increase your capacity to align your conscious desires with your du'a. And this concept is applicable to every Muslim woman listening to this podcast. With that, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O Allah, the ultimate creator and the fulfiller of all prayers, We acknowledge your all-encompassing power in making all of our supplications into our reality. We recognize that our subconscious is a wasila, a means that you alone has gifted us just to facilitate the realization of our prayers. Guide us, O Allah, to optimize our minds, engaging in active, faith-driven process that only seeks your divine favor. O Allah, bring us closer to your essence through this work. May our thoughts and actions reflect our journey towards your pleasure and the manifestation of your will in our life. Amin ya Rabbul Alameen. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.